Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, man, not another election. Why do we have to choose our leaders? Isn't that what we have the Supreme Court for? If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. Ah! Who cares about this stupid election? You'll have the great pleasure of voting for the man that will easily go down as the greatest president in the history of the United States. Me, Donald John Trump. I mean, not for nothing. A squirrel is going to get a pretty decent percentage of the vote if he has $30 million behind him. This will be a good lesson for you voters. Don't really pick the president. That's up to important people like corporations and celebrities. I don't know anything about politics. You two can talk about America all you want, but I'm not going to listen because there's no I or me in America. <sighs> there's both. And now... We took a vote and nobody likes you. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean show. It is uh, Tuesday morning. He's 6th of November. Kids. What's up? It's election day. Yes, it is. Yes. What am I going to do with my phone not ringing anymore? Right. Pre-recorded calls from candidates. Yeah. All those I texts. might as well get rid of my phone now. How many texts did you get on average? Um, um I got a few. Oh. I probably got three to four a day. Oh, absolutely. For the last couple weeks. Nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. I got texts. I That's got... Lots of lots of emails. Yeah, lots of emails for candidates I've never heard of. Yeah, <laughs> so it seems like a a waste of their time sending it to me. But I will give this one tip though. I did finally it, I finally cracked the code because uh, voting can be so complicated. You know, sometimes you don't have the time you want to spend to get into all of the specifics and all of the issues. But I finally figured out a way to know which candidate is your candidate. Coin flip? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, when you see their television commercials, mm-hmm. if the person is in color and in the sun, that's the person to vote for. Don't vote for the person who's fuzzy and in black and white and has, and has scary music playing behind them. Oh, that's the bad it. guy. Got I it. see. That's the bad guy. You see the one who's smiling mm-hmm. and shaking hands and oh. holding the baby. Okay. And in focus and in color, you go, that's the good guy. Why couldn't the rest of us figure this out? Yeah, this seems That's simple. It. Thank it's, you, Bean. It's so easy. I just had never noticed it before. Right. But now it's all clear. <laughs> so They're um, always you're, so scary, aren't they? They're so they're so <laughs> scary. And there's sometimes they're in slow motion. Yes. It's always and, the worst video or picture of that person. Possible, yeah. <laughs> Ever, yeah. Well, that's that that's how they let you know that you you, you don't want to put put your vote down on that person. Right. They're doing you a favor. So, all right, I'm not going to let you guys uh, dissuade me from doing the thing because we already bumped the thing from Friday and and we bumped the thing yesterday. So today, let me do the thing because I don't want this man to die before he gets the recognition for the amazing thing that he did two weekends ago. Okay. 
East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania is the place. Did you guys already hear about this? Did you guys already hear about the football coach there? Couldn't need a little more. Yeah. Um, okay. No, not so far. Okay. East Stroudsburg University head football coach Denny Dowds has led the Warriors to hundreds of wins over his career. Hundreds of wins, oh, by yeah, the way. Oh, yeah, it's like two weeks old. Yes, I've been trying to get to it. He, he has been with the, the program for 53 years, Kevin. He's, yeah. been co- he's been head coach for 45. That's okay? insane. It's a long time. Long time. On Saturday, he made a big announcement to his players during the last home game of the season. He will be stepping aside. So I nudged the official in front of me. I said, sir, I said, we're going to call a fourth timeout. I know that's illegal. You're going to penalize it, but that's okay. I'm retiring. Okay, so with four seconds left in the ho- in the last home game of the season, he's an NCAA coach. He does exactly what he described there. He knew he was going to get penalized for it, but he called a fourth timeout. And that's when he chose to tell his team for the first time that he was retiring. What? This is my last game. Why? Well, I I think you'll hear that he didn't want it to be a distraction for the rest of the, you know, for the earlier in the season. So he just figured he'd wait till almost literally the last possible second. Call him in for a huddle and then say, have fun playing football, suckers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm out. out. I called timeout with four seconds to go, blew the whistle. Kids came in and told them that, hey, this is what we're doing. East Stroudsburg lost Saturday's game to Ohio Dominican, but Coach Dowds still has the most wins of any active NCAA football coach. He spent 45 seasons as head coach at ESU and 53 with the program. All right, so listen to what he did after he tells his players, I'm out of here. Dowd says he didn't want his plan to retire to become a distraction, so he waited until the last second with another plan in place. I told my wife when I leave the stadium, hon, I'm going to tip my hat and say, I love you. And then I tip my hat and walk to the car. So literally, the game is still being played those last four seconds. He gives the speech to his players. He turns around and he walks immediately out of the stadium. <laughs> what a dick. He's the first guy out of the parking lot at the football game. I don't want to sit in traffic. I don't work here anymore. That's right. Take this job and shove it. So nobody gets a chance to say goodbye to him. There's no rah-rah. There's no celebration. There's no uh, standing ovation from the crowd. They don't even know what's going on, right? Only his players know. He literally walks to the parking lot and drives away. Smiled all the way home. Players who were on this field when Coach Dowds made his announcement say it certainly did come as a surprise, but it's been an honor playing for him. I mean, how's that for an I quit this bitch? <sighs> mm. It's it really, seems terrible. It's very self-serving, yes, to be honest. Yes, very much so. That's, mm-hmm. That goes against everything with the team sport. I would think that he would tell them before the game, and then maybe it's like win one for the doubter, whatever, <laughs> like the gipper type of situation. Right, where they right. Play good. But he didn't want that. No, he didn't want that, and he went out a loser, so congrats, yeah, He coach. did. He did go out a loser, yeah. I mean, come on. I can understand not wanting that attention, but walking to the parking lot while the game's still yeah, being played. like here's my mic drop. <laughs> That's it's a little just, extreme. It's, ooh, I don't know and, how I feel about it. And it's all, I mean, look, I guess we're happy he retired, but I think you're right. that attitude. Right? (laughs) (laughs) And and couldn't he have waited two more games to the end of the season, too, by the way? Oh, the season wasn't over? Yes, this was their home finale. Oh, this guy's a dick. And they had two more games to play after that. So the assistant. (laughs) Coach down. What the hell?
So the assistant Jeez. head coach uh, Jimmy Turwiller is the guy who had to uh, had to coach with no advance notice, by the way, uh, for the next two games. So we so he in your in your mind then he just blew up his beloved legacy of fifty three seasons. I mean, you can't take out. away the wins and all, but yeah, that's a horrible mm-hmm. way to do it. Two more games. I thought that was it. I thought Same. that no. was the end. Last game. No, that was just the home fidelity. That's oh. that guy. What 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 would he need him for? Amen. All right, Doto has spoken. Okay, Ugh. so so you have ruled, and you yes. guys you guys hope for an early death in his retirement. I liked it better. I mean, better. I didn't say that. <laughs> I liked it better when we didn't know about that story. Right? I'm sorry. Weeks. I should have before should've the thing. It. Sorry. <laughs> a minute today before the thing. That was so great. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? I think it doesn't matter what you think. The uh, Royals are some BS. Why do you hate? Well, I'll tell you why I hate. I'm so happy to be able to explain why I hate. That's an exaggeration. They've done a lot of great for. Have great they Britain. been? Yes, they have. Yeah, yes, they have. Mm-hmm. You take a poll right now right. of the British people, mm-hmm. and I am telling you, overwhelmingly, right, they love the royal family and want them to continue doing what they're doing. And I'm going to play some highlights of a documentary mm-hmm. that's mostly, by the way, about Prince Charles, who is human garbage. <laughs> He's the worst. (laughs) What? Oh, my God. And he's next in line. Because he takes advantage of the perks that come with his job? That makes him human garbage? Sure. Yeah. We'll we'll take a look at that in about a half hour. Listen to Dean. Not for Prince Charles. My God. He cheated on Diana, America's princess. (laughs) <laughs> uh, what's up sure with why she was America's princess? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> we don't have one. <laughs> what's up with Florida on the show today? Oh, that's uh, that's Europe's greatest state. <laughs> you saw something uh, that traumatized you as a kid. Ali has about seventeen stories. Yeah. Yes, there's there, there, now we know why Ali is as warped as she is. Thank you. Correct. She had a, yes. an abusive upbringing. Not not abusive. Well. They, they put a lot of things in front of your face that shouldn't have been there. <laughs> I meant that you had oh to watch or see. Right, sure. Again, I'm guessing not though, helping. I'm guessing, though, she didn't have to. I'm guessing, she, as a kid, you sort of want to see what you're not supposed to. Yeah, that's right? the point. Um, and for Mayans MC, with yeah. the uh, season finale tonight, J.D. Pardo. You got it. Yeah! From the very funny Never, uh, Never Not Funny podcast. Frequent guest. No, no, no. That's, that's Jimmy. April that's Fool's. Jimmy. That's Jimmy Pardo. Pardo. Yeah. What? This is yeah. J.D. Pardo. I researched the wrong guy. Oh. It's going to be a long interview. I, I did a bad thing. What? I watched the finale. I couldn't help. Oh, I couldn't help it, you guys. I couldn't the help worst. it. Yesterday you were saying, oh, I think I can make it. I can make it. I'm not going to do it, guys. Oh, you're the worst. So you're going to spoil it to, to, for everybody who has to wait till tonight Obviously to see it? Obviously not. What happened? Oh, my God, so much. Oh, I'm so excited. You turn your mic off. My mic just broke. Hey, uh, uh-huh. we're going to take a break and come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie is here with our first What's Happening. What's happening? Listen, I wanted to be the one to tell Kevin because um, I knew he wouldn't have found this out overnight. And I could tell you didn't know about it because mm. you're you're in a pretty good mood. Mm. Yeah, but, I, was expecting, I was expecting a lot of sadness when he walked through the door today. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, he obviously he doesn't know. Bean, he doesn't know. Now, are you? This is a terrible uh, way to find out, by the way. Isn't? Yeah. Yeah. Do we have uh, uh, Dave? Do we have the counselor standing by that we requested for Kevin to talk to after this segment? Sure. Should <laughs> <laughs> I should have let Dave in on what we're doing here, Kevin? Um, yes. 
for the 33rd time, you've not been crowned sexiest man alive by what? People no. magazine. I know. It was I a know. lock this year. It, what? It, it, you were the this was the they closest. They promised me. I know. No. I know. I know. Oh, Kevin. I thought it was in the bag, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We've got all the balloons and champagne here, but... So we're just going to take those back and throw them and out? And I feel like Kevin got extra buff for 2018, expecting it. You know what I mean? So he would look good on the cover of People I magazine. worked out for like two weeks. Yeah, you did. So Hard, though. Yeah. Real hard. Every no! other day. Well... I mean, you you lost out to a a pretty extraordinary gentleman. I'll so be I the think, judge of that. Okay, I oh. think you'll feel a little better that the thirty third man to receive the honor of sexiest man alive by People Magazine, <laughs> Kevin. I haven't even told you yet. It's a not, man. It's not me, right? A man that says he was awkward in high school. <laughs> He got picked on, but as soon as he could grow a mustache, he was the coolest kid on the block. As he says, quote, grew a mustache, had some muscles, bonkers. <laughs> that's a quote. Wow, that's a great quote. <laughs> and when I tell you who said this, you're going to be like, he said that? What? The man to receive the honor of 33rd oh, sexiest man alive by People Magazine is... Idris Elba. Yay! I approve. I thought you would. Yeah, he's really? great. I thought you would. Yeah. He's fantastic. You guys. So that that's, uh, that's I love the him. deal. It's yeah. okay. I'll be all right now. You'll be okay. Yeah, I like it. All fun. right. Well, look at that. We were talking yesterday on the phone. He's like, it's you or me. Right. So we were like, yeah. we'll both be happy for each other. <laughs> oh, that's nice. You guys are going to stay friends. <laughs> right. So if it had been like uh, <laughs> Pete Davidson... <laughs> Right, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have taken it so well. Correct. Yes. Good lord, yeah, that would have been wrong. Selma, though, you're cool with. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been offended if it was Pete Davidson. Everybody would. The world would have. I mean, I'm still um, furious that he's not James Bond. By the way, furious. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't have a... that much energy on it, but yeah. he would make a great James Bond. He yeah. would, but you know who would make an even better James Bond? Someone that wants to be James Bond. Well, that would help. And that That's... is not him. That's legit. But congratulations to Idris Elba, who grew a mustache, had some muscles, bonkers. Asshole. Nope, that's nope. not what we're saying. Nope. <laughs> Next year, Kevin, good luck. Yeah. Hang on, man. Maybe we up that. I don't know if I have the spirit to try it again. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's rough. Well, you know, sometimes... This is the second year in a row I've I been know. rejected. I know. And so close this year, Right. Though. So close. All right. I'm going to say, sometimes... When you win later, when you're not expecting it, it mm, means I more. See. So maybe don't do those every other day for two-week workouts. <laughs> don't, it's too don't much. Don't go all I, out. It's too you much. You know what? It was too much. Too buff. That's why I'm broken down. Too, okay. too buff. Right. You guys. So TBS has ordered a reality series with Shaq and Ken Shong. What? And here's the thing. It a comes, reality series. It comes off the heels of their performance on TBS's Drop the Mic. They had such amazing chemistry together that TBS was like, hmm, what can we do with these two? Here's what it's going to be. It's called Unqualified. It's going to follow the antics of Shaq and Zhang as they try their hands at jobs that have always intrigued them 
along with a few that they would rather avoid. To spice things up, sometimes Shaq and Ken will have no clue what they're walking into, maybe doing things like patrolling malls as rent-a-cops, substitute teaching kindergarten, train conducting. That seems bad. Train conducting. <laughs> as I'm going through these. Jet All these fighter seem, pilot. <laughs> seem doable, then train conducting, and performing as party clowns. So there you have it. I think just the visual of those two next to each yeah. other will be fantastic. It's comedic right there. By the way, our boy Jensen. Yeah. He's one of the producers on the show. Is he really? Enough, Jensen. We get it. Good for him. We get it. You do a lot. <laughs> God. He does, he does make the rest of us seem like slackers. Super lazy, right? Yeah. What are you doing after the show today? Oh, I'm just going to record my show, and then, you know, I have a new home. I'm getting married and, um, you know, just living my life. He's annoying, isn't he? He's super annoying. Yeah, well. F that guy. Right? Am I right? Mm-hmm. Who's with Asshole. Him? Okay. There you go. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, when you think of Reebok... Now you can thank Cardi B. She is teaming up with Reebok. She announced her partnership with the athletic brand yesterday. She's going to do, you know, some workout sneaker stuff along with apparel. The running shoe will retail for 90 bucks. Here's the press release. Cardi isn't just a world-class entertainer. She's a mother, a style icon, a pop culture magnet, and above all else, a fearless individual. She's broken every mold that superstars are supposed to fit into, and she's reached the top by following nobody's path but her own. Calm your tease. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, my God. She's She had a baby, and she raps. Right. <laughs> Let's calm down. Um, can you repeat the part of this stuff where you said all about the uh, things? No, that was a ridiculous will, uh, press release. That's insane. Calm down, Reebok. Hey, some birthdays for you. Ethan Hawke, Thandie Newton, Lamar Odom. Odom. Mm, whatever his Odom. name is. Emma Stone and Sally Field. <gasps> How great is she? Great. That's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. Oh, I'm sorry. I have my own music. Oh, do you? Yeah. No. The royal family is bulls. Very different. <laughs> That's my music. <laughs> Mine was God Save the Queen, though. Ah. Guy by the name of Raul, who listened to our show a lot, sent me uh-huh. a tweet that uh, showed me a headline from the Daily Mail. Daily Mail. Daily mm-hmm. Mail. Saying Prince Charles has his shoelaces pressed every morning. Uh, no. Yes. So then that leads you to a documentary that's on Amazon Prime called Serving the Royals Inside the Firm, I think is the name of it. Okay. And Bean, I just want to ask you, you love the royal family, right? I don't love everything about mm. them. I think they I think they do serve a valuable purpose. And um All right, why have... is the queen the queen? Why is she the queen? Yes. Because her father was the king. Ah, that's a really dumb way to run things. Well, that's really stupid. They also have a prime minister and a parliament. Right. The, the queen's position is not political. Right. Here's the thing. Uh, this uh, documentary talks to a royal servant mm-hmm. who's been in the palace for 21 years. Oof. In a place like no other, with a boss like no other, it's a job like no other. Royal Servant. 
royal servant. And then uh, they talk about this guy. Nobody knows the risks and rewards of getting close to the royals better than former palace butler, Paul Burl. Burl spent 21 years with his royal masters. From Her Majesty's personal footman to butler to the Princess of Wales, Burl did and saw it all. First of all, I don't know what a footman is. I'm not sure either, but I want more info. (laughs) (laughs) This is what he had to say about it. Every day from the moment she woke up, to the moment she went to bed, I was with her. All right, so that's, he knows a lot, right? Yeah. Are you talking about the queen here? Or the yes, princess the queen, oh, first queen, of all. Right? First all of right. all, yes. She gets up, they bring her breakfast in bed, they open her curtains, they turn on the radio so she can listen to BBC News. Then it's time to run exactly seven inches of water into the royal tub. <laughs> exactly. Exactly seven inches? Lady likes it the way she likes it. Eight inches, you're gone. Right? (laughs) I bet they fired a lot of people for that mistake. Yeah, probably. I don't doubt it. All right, here's the next part. They test the water with um, a wooden encased thermometer, and it has to be comparatively cool. They test it with a thermometer before the royal queen is able to enter her restroom. She likes a cool bath. She does. Odd. Yes. I mean, it's working for her. She's 90-something years old, right? There are strict rules for everything. Staff weren't allowed to walk uh, down the centre of the carpets because, of of course, we'd wear them out. The centre of the carpet was restricted for the royal family. Okay. (laughs) All right. These carpets are hundreds of years old. Listen to me! There is an actual reason for this, is you want to keep the foot traffic off. Well, then the the royals should stay off of it. But they don't walk down down nearly as much as the staff that are going back and forth Holy 50 times crap. a day. You don't want to wear out those carpets. They're, they're treasured Holy pieces crap. of oh, the palace. I'm sorry. You don't want to wear out the carpet because they're treasured pieces of the palace. That's what I said. Let's talk about the queen's three corgis, her dogs, and what a nightmare they are. One of the biggest challenges for any of the queen's staff is coping with her closest companions. They are universally loathed because... They're universally <laughs> loathed! Because... Uh, these corgis are not fully house-trained, so the footman and the housemate have to go around with a supply of soda water and blotting paper because the corgis do whatever corgis want to do wherever they want to do it. And over priceless carpets and furniture... Okay, Back Bean, to the carpets! Bean, I would like to uh, revisit the last... statement that you said, which is that servants can't walk on the carpet because it's history and it's important. Mm -hmm. She lets her dogs crap all over it. Um, but not there's the no center. excuse for not there's the no excuse <laughs> no excuse for not house training your dogs. By yeah, way. but you will be happy to know, uh, Kevin, uh, since this documentary was filmed, that the last <laughs> of those corgis are dead now. So yes, well, thank she, God. She doesn't have any dogs anymore. <laughs> Good, because this next sentence was very concerning. I learned very quickly to like corgis. I would stuff a sausage or a pork chop into the pockets of my tailcoat. You know, you can become very friendly with corgis with concealed food in your pockets. I don't like where that's going at all. <laughs> no. So I'm glad to see did he mention peanut butter at all? <laughs> oh, good <laughs> Lord. I'm glad for you to say that they're gone now because that seems <laughs> ugly. All right, so now he moves on from the Queen to Charles and Diana. After nine years of outstanding service to the monarch, Footman Burl was promoted to butler to Charles and Diana. The Prince of Wales' household is lavish, and he's famously difficult to please. All right, so the Prince of Wales, of course, is Charles, who's next in line, correct? That is correct. Because yes. of way, who his mom is, correct? 
that is how that's how royal succession right. works. But I will tell you, Charles is a dick. Right. And has has no reason to be picky. I'll tell you. He's he's lucky to be where he is. That's my point. And how <laughs> well, is he next? If you were to take a look at everybody in England and go, who's the best qualified for this? Oh, no. he, he would first, be at the very bottom. He was he first was born. born to the royal blood, which they believe yes. makes them better than everybody. And it's nonsense. Now let's go through Prince Charles and his nightmarish behavior. The Prince of Wales has grown up in such a, a privileged lifestyle that he doesn't have mechanics to choose for himself anymore. So that's good that he's going to be king. Everything he's done for him, his pajamas are pressed every morning so that they don't have creases in them for the next day. That's important. The royal family is balls Every day. Okay, next. His shoelaces are pressed flat with an iron. His underwear. His <laughs> shoelaces are, ple- are pressed flat with an iron every morning. That's someone's job. Take his shoelaces, mm-hmm. put them out, and make sure that they don't have any creases in them. I've never even noticed creases in my shoelaces. The royal family is bulls. That was the headline that caught my eye, by the way, is yeah. that he gets his shoelaces. I want to hear about his undies. Ironed every day. His underwear is folded in a certain way. The bath towel has to be placed in a certain fashion. The bath plug has to be in a certain position. The, the bath, what? <laughs> the bath plug has to be... It took a turn. In a certain position. <laughs> well, there's What's just, happening uh, there, B? There's just anarchy if you start putting the bath plug anywhere <laughs> willy-nilly. The water temperature has to be just tepid and only half full. Prince Charles does have his valet squeeze okay this is really good when he says valets i think he means valets which means no he means valet what 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 does that mean then it's the guy who dresses him okay the guy who dresses him has Mm -hmm. to do this squeeze one inch of toothpaste onto his toothbrush every morning if anyone gets anything wrong everybody is scolded he has to go into the bathroom open up the toothpaste yeah put it on his toothbrush yeah and leave his toothbrush with the toothpaste on Uh so that when charles comes to the restroom right he can brush his teeth sure. without having to put, uh, without all of the mess of having to put that toothpaste on work. the toothbrush. It's a lot but of work. But why is, uh, excuse me, why is the future king of England brushing his own teeth is my question. <laughs> why don't they have somebody to do that job for him? The royal family is bulls. And here's maybe my favorite story. On one occasion, he rang me from his library and he said, Oh, um, Paul, uh, a letter from the Queen seems to have fallen into my waste paper bin. Would you pick it out? He was sat there. Okay, now he shows that, that, that he's sitting right next to the trash can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where the letter from the Queen fell into. Like, mm-hmm. he, he didn't even have to get out of his chair to reach it. I had to bend down into the paper bin and pick out the letter, put it back on his desk. It was beneath him to stoop and forage through his own waste paper bin. Thoughts? Look, if, thoughts, if Defender? Make, <clears throat> here's my here's my thoughts. The guy who did this interview has been executed by now. <laughs> right? He's with the dogs. <laughs> He's with the Probably with right the now. Dog, by the dogs. The yeah. royal family is bulls. All right. We need uh, some help with a scientific survey, which we're going to do next. This is a conversation mm-hmm. we've been having off the air for a long time, and we don't want to tell you what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just want people to call, if you don't we, mind. We need an impartial jury. We don't want people yes. to call because they have an opinion on this. We just need to get you on the line, and then we'll present both sides of the evidence, and you vote. For this particular thing. I mean, it need... is election day, right? It's right, time to sure. vote. Right. Um, this particular thing, we need all women. 
All women. All women. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven, and we will do a scientific scientific survey. Now. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Hey, up your mug is standing at the microphone, <laughs> and I don't know what to do. Mugs. Uh, we actually invited okay. Mugs in this time. Right. Mugs is it's on you then. Luck. On you. No one ever tells Kevin. What? Ever. I know. No one I know. Ever it's shocking. <laughs> He's always surprised and horrified as <laughs> you walk through the door. I'm okay. How are you guys doing? Happy uh, Movember to you. Yeah, baby. I got my uh, mustache wa- rocking. Well you said. Do. <laughs> I didn't know if Movember was still a thing because I haven't heard as much about it this year. But you actually grew the mustache about a month ago. You So you were uh, you were doing it not in association with Movember. Right? Yeah, technically, you know, I was growing it with my beard. So if that counts... Yeah, I started in October. But your beard, well, it seemed like you trimmed your beard more, but the mustache, you let go to its beautiful glory. Surprisingly, I, I trimmed off all my beard, and yes, Kevin, I let that that sexy chick magnet grow. Mm. Okay. Mm. This, is, this is what we want to talk about, and this is why we have ladies only on the line for the Kevin Bean Scientific Survey. Because mugs, I think has been telling us that chicks dig a mustache. I think that's what he's been telling us. But everything we've learned from the chicks that work here at K-Rock, including your Allie and your Christine and your Chip, say no. Yeah. Uh-uh. Deal breaker, right, Allie? It's, no. N- no mustache has ever looked good. And you brought up Tom Selleck last time. Yeah, maybe in the 80s for someone like my mom right now, she'd be <laughs> like, yeah, he's super hot. No, mustaches are Awful. I think they're making so, a comeback, though. Do you? So when, no? when okay. you're um, when you're out, um, Ali, uh, mm-hmm. you know you're a single lady. When you're out and you are in a situation where you see an attractive potential date, yeah. if he's got a mustache, is he automatically off? Or if you're on a dating app, do you immediately swipe right because of the mustache? Uh, no, I'd give someone a chance that had a mustache because you can always shave it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's All right. the as beauty as... of it. Yeah. Okay. All right, Muggs, What do you? Why do you think ladies love mustaches? Because they're throwing themselves at you for the past four weeks? I've gotten a lot of compliments uh, these past couple weeks. Uh, A lot of people thought it was fake. Uh, This is actually my first time I'm able to grow a nice, thick, sultry mustache. Sultry. It is sultry. I love it. (laughs) I love it. But I'm worried. I'm worried about what's going to happen because I don't want anybody to think this is is bad on me. This looks bad Uh because I'm very self-conscious of my looks. Everyone doesn't agree on anything, dude. There's going to be people who don't like it, people who like it. You just got to get used to that. Yeah. It's okay. How, however, there is going to be a definitive answer because it's time right, right. now for Kevin and Bean Scientific Survey. What? It's time for Kevin and Bean Scientific Survey. All right. We take uh, as many calls as we need to get a majority, right? We're yep. looking for three out of five, we'll say, that the mustache stays or goes. It can go either way. It's completely up to the callers. They have heard Muggs' defense. They have heard Allie's protest against mustaches. So let's get some voting going with Jessica, line one, Los Angeles. Hi, Jessica. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Well, you've heard we're talking about mustaches here today. You're a lady. What do you think? Yay or nay? On the facial hair above the mouth? Nay, unless it's attached to a beard. Okay. Mm. So mustache only yeah. is a no, says Jessica. No, okay. and Jeremy looks actually really nice with his full beard. No, I, I Take think it easy. To now we're going to have to throw your vote Thank out. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you. <laughs> now we have to discount it. <laughs> but that's good. that's really good information to to know. Is with okay. a beard okay? But she says in the and the ballot the ballot here that you're voting on is mustache yay or nay. She's in nay, so I mean, that's one in the nay column. A beard without a mustache is very weird. It's so very Amish. Let's, yeah, that's odd too. Let's yeah. just say a mustache by itself awful. Okay. Period. All right, uh, Melissa in San Bernardino. Hi. Hi guys. Hi Melissa. 
What do you think? I absolutely no on the mustache. No, yeah. only no. a beard, nothing in between. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay. Amen. So you got no already on two wow. of them mugs. That means yeah, one more. Is... And this is, by the way, legally binding. Yes. yes, it is. In fact, I want it shaved off by eight a.m. If uh, if it goes the way it looks like it's going, although hmm. there's still time for a comeback, it's two zero. Let's go to Catherine. Good morning, Catherine. Hello. Hi. Hello, how are you? Good, thank you. Mustache, Fine. yay or nay? Come on, Catherine. It's very important. You could be the deciding vote here, or you could start the uh, start the descent. What do you think? I usually prefer men without mustaches, but honestly, I think certain guys can pull them off, oh. and it shows that uh, they're either creepy or really fun. So I say yay, mustache. All right. Oh, wow. All right. I didn't see that coming. All right. Well done, Catherine. By the way, I have to give Muggs all the credit in the world for in no way invoking mustache rides during this entire conversation. <laughs> Yet. Uh, oh, yes. Tina <laughs> in Canoga Park. Good morning. Good morning. Mustaches, yay or nay? I am yay because we got to keep this going, but also Alex Trebek. How did we forget about him? Alex Trebek. Wait a minute. Did she oh. say yay or nay? She said yay. She said yay. All right. Two to two. I like oh. it. Uh, thank that? you very much no. for that, Tina. Yeah. Allie, what about Alex Trebek? You adore him. I do. Does he have a mustache right now? Not right now, but yeah. he has for yeah. most you of the time he's hosted Jeopardy. Yeah. Because they're awful. Was <laughs> <laughs> it awful think? when he had one? No, because back in the day, it was I like, see. oh, that's fine. Oh, what about the guy, Allie, on This Is Us? Uh, uh, You're stalling. He's playing a character in the 70s. You liked Milo Ventimiglia. Yes. Yeah. You liked he's his mustache. He's playing a character in the 70s. But you liked it on him. All right. No. Let's go to Amanda in Hemet. Good morning, Amanda. This, this could be Hi, it, good right? Morning. This is it. This is it. All right, so we're two-two. I can't believe how much pressure is on Amanda right now for the verdict on mustache, yay or nay. It's up to you, Amanda. It's a hard no. Oh, yeah! 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 Well, look. Yes! Yes! Listen. Yes! You guys forced my hand. Suck it! You guys forced my hand, and I didn't want to do this, but oh, I'm gonna. No. It's going. You forced my hand. I didn't want to do this. Oh, he's. Shaving it right now. Shaving it right now in the studio. Ow, these clippers hurt. I need new clippers. Well, you're done. Amanda, why such a hard no? Because my dad had one my entire life, so when I see them, I it's just I think of my dad, and I don't oh. want to be attracted to that. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> By the Fair way, that, enough. That All right, sounds- mugs is. Muggs has taken the mustache off. Uh, off uh, wait. <laughs> Sound is not a razor, but that joke would have been five minutes ago. <laughs> that was Kevin and Bean's scientific survey. Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. First, though, that Afro line music, would you please? At 323 520 AFRO. This is our 24-7 voicemail line. You can leave us a message on any topic. Kevin. A lot of love for you on no. this batch of the Afro calls. That means no. That means no. <laughs> no, no. Seriously, okay. including caller number one. Hey, Kevin. I'm driving, and my distance to E says nothing. There's not even numbers displayed anymore, mm-hmm. and I feel nothing. There's no excitement, no thrill. Don't believe the hype. I'm gonna go get gas now. Wow, that's wow. a bummer. <laughs> As the uh, emperor of the Zero Club, you still get that adrenaline thrill when you get down below zero, right? I do, but I don't go after it. Mm-hmm. You don't chase <laughs> it. Just it. happens to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, caller number two is one of your people. And oh, my God. Oh, my God. I actually made it to the gas station, bitches. Still in the Zero Mile Club with a new vehicle. And I did not know how long it was going to last. 
Oh, yeah. That's that big. Yeah, he's doing it right. Yeah, it's his new car, so he had no idea, no reference point. That's, that's a, a rush. I, that's a terrible way to treat your new car, by the way. <laughs> I, I respect it. DJ Omar Khan, as you know, does the little songs and jingles on this program, and I, I think that this listener's a fan. Hey, this is a request for Omar. Omar, I'm a podcast listener, and I was just wondering, can you make all of your intros either 15 seconds or 30 seconds? My podcast player lets me skip ahead in those intervals, and I just like being able to skip your voice. Thanks. I think uh, this next caller may also have Omar on the mind, and I I don't think we need any more of these. Humongous poops inside my toilet. Okay. Humongous poops behind the trees. Yeah. I wish that Omar Khan could see, because I know that he would be so proud of me, and it's humongous poops. I'm leaving colored stains. All right. Okay. okay. I, don't I don't see why we need that. We uh, changed the clocks this weekend. We're now in what? standard time. Yeah. Thank God. Was daylight this in the savings. news? <laughs> no, not daylight saving. Oh, it's now no? standard time. Hmm. But that's what this Afro caller is referencing. <laughs> Times. Hey, guys. I set up for your email. Uh, and I got a birthday email today. So I woke up and I watched it. Dude, that really made my day. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate all of you. Well, that wasn't the call at all. That was a completely unrelated and different call, but this one's about the time change. Hey, Bean. How are your daylight savings times? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, Kevin, this one is especially for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, impressive. Wow, it's really hard to keep it in your mouth that long. <laughs> you have to tell me. Amen. Um, I believe you violated the rule, yeah, which wh- is what if somebody gargles, you're supposed to sing Monster Oh, Bash. no. Oh, that's what that was. Not. A, that's what that was yep. about. That's not the rule. Yeah, it is. It's if Bean does it. Oh. I, oh, that was... <laughs> I was working it. <laughs> one night. It can't be anybody. Then we have anarchy. <laughs> you might be right. You might be right. <laughs> well, apparently we have anarchy. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of uh, Beer Mug and his uh, mustache, that's what this one is about. Hey, since Muggs has the mustache right now, can you put him on the street? And every time he asks someone a question, he needs to say, I must ask you a question. Huh? I must ask you a question, right? Uh, I respect it. I did not get much support on how many different kinds of food I don't eat with my hands. I'm really more of a utensils guy. This person's pretty upset about it. Eating pizza with a fork? Sushi with a fork? Ribs with a fork? What's wrong with you people? Don't you wash your hands? For God's sake. Fork all of you. (laughs) He doesn't wash his hands since 1972. Is that true? I do wash my hands, but I also like to keep the meat while I'm eating. And finally, 323-520-AFRO, we love our podcast listeners, and we say that all the time. And it is always especially inspiring to me when we get a listener from around the world. Somebody who's not even in, forget Southern California, forget America. This call comes all the way from Europe. Hey, Kevin Bean and Allie. Uh, you guys had me rolling on the floor, laughing hard in tears. Uh, podcast listener calling all the way from Germany because I need you to do me just the biggest favor ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's a 
in Germany, you guys. Who's Kevin. working in the lab There it is. A scary sight. It's energy. We love you, too. Three two three five two zero AFRO. Call us anytime. It's the Kevin and Bean Afro Life. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. It's time for what's up with Florida. You got yet people in Florida? You like your bouncer. Florida, Florida, Florida. What's up with Florida? You always have the craziest news. What's up with you? Florida, Florida, Florida. What's up with Florida? Let's all find out what happened now. America's most penis-shaped state is back in the news all over the place. Kevin, I want to start with an update on a story that I know you have been obsessed with, okay. which is the latest fan at the Buffalo Bills game last <laughs> Monday night throwing a dildo out onto the field. Yep. It won't surprise you that they did make an arrest in that case. It was Michael Abdella of Ovido, Florida. Of course. 34 years old. He was identified by witnesses in in-stadium video surveillance footage has been charged with disorderly conduct and creating a hazardous or offensive condition. Mm. Would you have ever guessed that that's a thing? No, I didn't know that was a charge. But he I, did throw it perfectly right where they were about to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's really talented. I mean, it was re- if you were watching the game, you couldn't miss it. It was right. center screen. But I just I knew you wouldn't be surprised <laughs> to find out that it was a man from Florida. I don't uh, do this, but there are people who are really into air traffic above. There are people who track flights. There's also something called Flight Radar 24. Aviation fans use it, and it gives users the ability to track the flight paths of planes all around the world. Well, in Florida last week, he might as well have come on and said, this is your pilot speaking. We're at a cruising altitude of 40,000 feet, and we're going to be making penis shapes in the air today. Hmm? He was flying a private plane above Florida on purpose to make penis shapes so that people who were looking at it on the radar would see it and laugh. That is a small audience that he was working for, but I admire it. It doesn't say who he was, but I think we got to applaud that guy, right? Respect. A 46-year-old Indian River County jail inmate on October 7th reported to investigators that a ghost named Bill told him to swing a broom at a television to get out of jail. His name is Vincent Foggy. He's in the common room there at the jail, and he picks up a broom and starts smashing the flat-screen TV valued at $300 on the wall. Yes, his story was that it was a ghost named Bill that told him if he did it, he would get out of jail. It did not work. Rather than being freed, he was arrested again on a criminal mischief charge in connection with the alleged TV bashing. See, the ghost lied. Bill's a dick. What a dick. It's not his fault. Look, take it up with Bill. All right, I promise you uh, the search for Crapper Man. Here's the story. So police in one panhandle town, they're looking for a man that they've dubbed the Crapper Man after a camera caught him defecating in public. I don't know what else you'd call him. Crestview police report this man did his business behind a jewelry store and an employee almost stepped right in the mess. I am so glad we are blurring that out this morning. Uh, The police chief is uh, very angry about this, saying it really stinks when people don't give a crap about their time. Oh, God. Go to hell. Why did they have to do that, This is why I hate wordplay and puns, because they do it horribly on the news. That's terrible. This uh, video, by the way, is just, I mean, they did blur out his butt, but it is burned into my eye holes because he just goes between two cars behind this jewelry store and just poops. Right. I mean, we can understand. We all have a visual of that. I don't like it. Karen Cooper was ready to go out on a limb to save her beloved. So she got married to a tree. 
There is a giant ficus in Fort Myers that is in there for over a century. But as you can imagine, with trees, there comes a time where they go, well, it's not healthy and we may Mm -hmm. have to cut it down. And Mm -hmm. the neighbors are furious about this because it's a landmark. It's a place where people picnic. They have uh, wedding ceremonies under it. Uh, It's a big deal. It's been there, like I said, for over 100 years. So she decided that she would have a wedding. And that's what she did. Um, If she cuts down this tree, I'm going to be a widow. I mean, if they cut down the street, I'm going to be a widow. I don't know how she thinks that's going to help. Like, is the city going to go, you know what? This tree really has to go. It's a safety hazard. Oh, you know what? But it's married. It's married. Mm. We can't the touch it now. There's <laughs> nothing we can do about She'll be that. A widow. In uh, Silver Springs, Florida, authorities are searching for a person who attempted to break into vending machines in an Osala laundromat. The person went into the express laundry there on East Springs Boulevard and tried to break into the vending machines, causing damage to the property. Here's why I love this story. The photo was released by Marion County deputies. They show the person wearing a large clock around his neck. Flame Flame flame. With the hands positioned to the time 420. Also wearing white sunglasses, a white V-neck, and gray shorts. Just trying to blend in. Let him have it. <laughs> Anyone with information is asked to contact Crime Stoppers of Marion County. Who is going to go out and commit a crime, vandalism, and theft, and wear a giant clock around his neck? I don't know, but I love it. It just it doesn't seem to make any sense at all. All right, and finally, this is one of those news stories that I see, and I have more questions than answers at the end of it. This guy is accused of dumping 70 gallons of human poop onto a road. Let's hear more, shall we? Kevin Stanley says it was all a mistake, yet he does admit to the spill. By the way, his name is uh, Kevin. I'm going to make sure you understand. A man arrested for a stinky situation shares his side of... (laughs) I hate hate news people. They have to do it. Stop it. They don't. They can be better at it. Kevin, it's a stinky situation and he doesn't give a crap. Come on, man. Didn't you learn anything from Crapper Man? The story. I just want people to know that I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't didn't deliberately go out there and dump 70 pounds of waste. Kevin Smiley says he thought the buckets of waste wouldn't slip out of the truck he was driving. But when they did, he didn't know what to do. Okay, here's my number one concern. I thought when I saw the headline of this story that this was going to be a dude whose job it is is to go around and clean out septic tanks or to go around and empty porta potties. He's I driving hope. around in a like an F one fifty or something right. with giant plastic buckets in the back of his car filled with poop. Why? Why? And how, where did it come from? And where is he taking it? And that it, that, that can't be somebody's job, can it? Like, is there any possible explanation for driving around with buckets of poop? Not with lids or anything like that in the back of your truck. I can't just, imagine. I can't figure it out. I just panicked. I didn't know what to do. So I just took off. I should have turned around and went, once I calmed down, turned around and went back and picked the stuff up. His boss took his truck away after the arrest, which is why the feces just sat there. Now, that does make it sound like he was working because yeah. the boss took the truck away, but again, sure. in buckets, though. I don't... Hmm. I finally borrowed a car this morning. Went over there and cleaned up the mess. Charlotte County Utilities disinfected the site this morning, and Smiley will get the bill. I'll pay it. I dumped it. I lost the stuff out there. You know, I'll pay the bill, but I don't think I should go back to jail for this. Go back to jail? (laughs) What's happening now? Again, there's a fourth offense. More questions than answers, you guys. This is What's Up with Florida. Florida, Florida, Florida. 
DJ Omar Khan, too, and Ali is here, and Chip is here, because they all have something in common. They were all traumatized by seeing something when they were too young. All different things. That's the topic on the table here this morning on the Kevin Bean Show at 1-800-520-1067. I think we're going to hear stories from you guys, and I think in some cases, somebody intentionally exposed you to something that maybe you were too young for. And in in other other cases, cases, you were Ali. <laughs> you just uh, and you also could have just stumbled across something that maybe you were that was not age appropriate. Ali, why don't you go ahead and start? Because clearly you're the most warped from whatever yeah. damaged you when you were young. I had a, a babysitter that apparently didn't understand boundaries and what I should or shouldn't be watching. Mm-hmm. But I knew I shouldn't have been watching these things. That's why I kind of kept it quiet, ah. like <laughs> getting away with stuff. So you know, everything little from like Poltergeist should not have been watching that. But there was one specific movie that she had on her VCR called Don't Look Now, which is known as one of the best horror movies of all time. Mm -hmm. But it's also known for having one of the most graphic sex scenes ever. And how old were you? Uh, five or six. <laughs> oh, no. And, oh, no. yeah, it's Donald Sutherland and whoever his wife was in the movie. And it turns out they they most likely were actually having sex uh, it wasn't in, just in real life. Yeah, it became one of the most controversial sex scenes in movie history. And I just sat there and I was like, this doesn't seem like something I should be watching. Why are they fighting naked? Where, whoa, where's that going? It was, it was a lot. It was a lot for a little kid. And then just when I'm over that, I see the little troll lady at the end that's stabbing people. And But here's how, how messed up I was. The little uh, troll that is, I shouldn't say troll, it's just a littler person, that wound up killing people wore this uh, red jacket, Mm -hmm. like a red, almost like a pea coat with a hood. And I thought it was so cool that I kept asking my parents, like, can I get this red coat? I just want it with a hood. And I want it to have, like, these buttons that have, like, these logs on it. And that's how you close the buttons. (laughs) To me, it doesn't sound like she was traumatized at all. No, that's what I'm saying. I I became obsessed with this jacket. And that's how my parents found out that I saw the movie. They're like, why do you want a jacket that bad? And I was like, it was in a movie. And then so they you forgot all about the naked wrestling because you were so into the fashion. I was into what she wore, and she like <laughs> she had all this power, just killing people in Venice. Do you, that was the first time you ever saw anything sexual, probably. Right? Oh yeah. Do you remember it being disturbing to you, or did you were you so young that you just didn't really even understand what was happening? I didn't understand it, and I didn't okay, understand why they wanted to do that because it just seemed gross. Like they were so sweaty. Yeah. Oh. This also does make sense why Allie believes with all her heart that she's going to be walk around a corner and be killed. Sometime. Yeah, probably that. Probably <laughs> she won't go on a cruise. She won't go on a hike. Yeah. It all steps back to that babysitter in that movie. All right, 1-800-520-1067 if you're exposed to something way too young. Omar. Yeah, I was exposed to something way too young. I must have been six or seven, and my mom was home, and she was in the bedroom, and I was, I, 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 I was running into the bedroom to ask her a question, mm-hmm. and I see her huge silver dollar areola and nipple, <laughs> and I'm like, ah! And, and she doesn't know I saw because it was one of those things where I saw it off the reflection of a uh, a, a frame that right. was on the hallway. Oh. Yeah, so I'm like, ah! 
Did and your then, eyes light on fire? I, I swear to God, yeah, for sure. And then I turn around and I like I, I didn't know what to do. Like, what do I do? Like, what what did I just see? It was like, are you kidding? And from that point, I think I might have seen like a Nat Geo like a, a, a magazine, you right. know, where it's right. like you see those, you're like, all oh, right. But this was just, but this was like uh, no bueno for me. No bueno. Yeah. No bueno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No bueno. And uh, I'll never forget that. How old were you? Six or seven, somewhere around there. Did it change the way you viewed nipple size? Well, I just love them now. <laughs> <laughs> this huge areola silver dollar. <laughs> Sorry, that's gross. Ooh, bub. Let's, uh, let's up that and go to Andrew Claremont, line one, please, here. Worse than seeing mom's boob. Andrew, welcome to the Kevin Bean Show. You were traumatized by what as a young person? Yeah, it's, uh, hey, morning, everybody. Morning. Kevin Bean. Uh, when I was younger... <laughs> yes! 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 Working yes! 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 Kevin, you were right. It's going to be anarchy from here out. We have to limit the people who can gargle. 1-800-520-1067. No gargling, please. What were you exposed to as a young person? We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Just had a panic at the disco. Let's take one phone call. We're talking about you were traumatized when you were too young by watching or seeing something. Karen from Los Angeles. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Good morning. What'd you see, Karen? Um, I was, I think I was eight years old, and I was at my best friend's house, and I ended up watching The Ring. Yes. Um, <laughs> which is the worst thing. I, spoiler alert. I don't know if you guys remember this <laughs> one scene where there's, like, a really disgusting dead body in a closet. Yeah. But yeah. my friend thought it would be hilarious to just put that on repeat and just Rewind and played it over and over again. <laughs> you have funny friends. Do, do you remember? Did you did, were you traumatized? Did you have nightmares about that scene for a while? Oh, I had to go to therapy for a year as a kid. Wow! Oh my gosh! It was, <laughs> it was really bad. I could not sleep at night, and I could not open any closet door for the longest time because I thought this like dead body would be in there. No longer fun. <laughs> Good times. Uh, why don't we start with, uh, where are we, T- Tony? Yeah, we're at Tony Baldwin Park. Please, line two to get us going in this segment here on the Kevin Abbey Show. Tony, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Thank you for holding on. What happened? Hi. Yeah, so um, when I was younger, uh, I had uh, my older cousins with me, and uh, we all, I've always been into video games, mm-hmm. and I was traumatized by a video game, essentially. Okay. And it was a game called The Guy Game, and I was four or five years old, and the object of the game was to answer trivia questions and it showed live women slowly uh, removing their clothes. I'm sorry, what's the name of the game again, please? <laughs> guy game. Guy game. The, uh, guy game. I, the guy game. And you yeah. were how old? I was four or five. No more than five. Oh, wow. five-year-olds are great at trivia. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I love trivia now and love women more. So, <laughs> so yeah, it uh, definitely you, had an effect on my life. Can you imagine how mad you would be if you got a question wrong, if you're playing that game with Damn those it. consequences? <laughs> stupid, stupid, stupid. All right, great call, Tony. We appreciate you. Thank you. Let's go to Israel, line three. Up next, he's calling us from Orange on the Kevin and Pizza. This one sounds potentially very scary. Israel, welcome. Hello. Yeah, what happened? Um, so uh, I was at church early in the morning, and I saw a lady just slip and fall and start seizuring. 
Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, so... How old were you? Uh, about seven. Did you know what that was? Uh, kind of. I mean, my mom explained it later, but I kind of, like, I just knew something was wrong, obviously. That's a super a scary thing game, to see at know? any age. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I, I would imagine, yeah, especially okay. when you're that young, you would be afraid that it might happen to you, you know, because you don't know what causes it or anything like that. Well, I think, like... They explained it to me later, so now it's like she was wearing high heels and it was slippery. So she just ended up slipping and falling. So now I just watch out for, like, any girls with high heels and slippery surfaces. Well, it sounds like you've uh, handled it well. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I would have been more concerned about the seizing, but okay, whatever. Wow. Thank he is Israel. definitely not from my family because my Catholic family would have been like, that woman sinned. <laughs> That's, That's right. what happens. It's the devil working through her. Let's go to Roz, please. Line four, Huntington Beach. This one sounds fantastic. Hey, Roz. <laughs> was it fantastic? Hey Hi. Hi. Um, it was It was um, very traumatizing. Okay. So my story is this. I was about six years old, and uh, my parents thought it would be awesome to take me on a little uh, Las Vegas adventure with them. And um, obviously, I was in the same hotel room with them. And uh, went to nighttime. They actually have, like, daycares in Las Vegas, too, for a little while. You can put your kids in, surprisingly. Right. <laughs> so I went there for a bit, picked me up from there, went back to the hotel room. They thought that I had fallen asleep in the other bed, you know, in the room that we were sharing. Next thing I know, uh, my parents are racking up lines of cocaine. What? And, um, yeah. <laughs> of course, I didn't know what that was at the sure. time. And uh, next thing I know, they think I'm asleep, and they proceed to have sex for several hours in the hotel room several while I hid hours. under the blanket. Congrats, right? And cried. Wow. <laughs> um, like, to this day, they don't know the story unless... Mom, I swear to God, I hope you're not listening. Oh, I hope so, too. But how <laughs> I'm much the only love in Huntington Beach. Uh, how much do you love cocaine and sex now, though? Right. Well, you know what? In my 20s, I would say I loved a lot of cocaine and a lot of sex. Okay. And you know what? And I actually like people watching me have sex. Okay. So oh, this took a it lot of turns. better that way. Well, all right. Uh, so Doesn't seem like you were traumatized at all. It, it was traumatizing hiding under the blanket for the several hours sure. as an adult. You know, it's it, hindsight's twenty twenty, literally. I got you. That's amazing. <laughs> That was a that roller coaster. One, that one <laughs> incident, it sounds like, changed her entire life, you guys. For the better. Wow. Well, th- this is going to make Nick and Huntington Beach seem a little square, but let's go to line five as we squeeze in a couple more calls on being traumatized as a youth. Nick, hi, you're on the air. Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, so, uh, that last call, though. So, uh, my, uh, my uncle was babysitting me, <clears throat> and uh, we uh, proceeded to watch... You know, night, uh, uh, what is it? Nightmare on Elm Street. Like yeah. Cougar. How old were you? Right. I was five. Yeah. yeah. But no cocaine yeah. and no sex? <laughs> well, that came later in my life as a result of Freddy Cougar. Oh. I see. <laughs> okay. All right. At least it worked out. All right. Thank you very much for the call. I appreciate that. All right, Kevin, we got time for really just one more. Who do you like? You like uh, John in Newport? That yeah, sounds like it might have been traumatic one. and good. <laughs> traumatic and good? Hey, John. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? We are good. Thanks for holding on. What do you got? Um, yeah, so I was uh, about, like, six or seven years old. I can't remember what age, but, um, 
we got a call. I remember being in the car with my sister in Anaheim, uh, and uh, we got a call from my brother that we had to go pick him up, and he was a bouncer at a strip club in Anaheim, mm-hmm. a pretty popular one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, we ended up going to pick him up, but we parked in the back of the building where, you know, it's kind of like the behind-the-scenes thing. And uh, that was the first time I was exposed to giant racks and the half-naked girls. Hey, John, was it Fritz's? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, I thought I remembered you. How you doing? <laughs> you remember the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I'm just saying I'm counting on one of our listeners to break the tie about this daylight saving time measure, Prop 7, in California, because Allie is again in Kevin is fur, and we need somebody else to be fur. Hey, I don't know if you know this or not, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. this radio show decides nothing. So but I'm just saying really if somebody out there will... voting at the Holes. Right, but sure, I'm saying if Kevin? somebody out there can do the Lord's work and get rid of this goddamn daylight saving time, I we'll all like, be better off for it. I feel like that's... Chip, all right. I voted for. Okay, there you go. Thank you, Done. Chip. Okay, so it's decided. I don't think that's how, that's not how it works. Oh, sorry, count some more votes? Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Just throwing it out there. I'm just saying. You've sure. been doing the world a favor. Been saying a lot, though, so good. Got it. Noted. Because mm-hmm. Allie's wrong on this. Okay. Right. Um, J.D. Pardo joins us from MC Mayans coming up after the top of the hour here on K-Rock. First, though, on a Tuesday morning, what's happening? You guys, it's a huge movie. Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Yay! Can't wait. It's in theaters November 16th, but how would you like to see it a couple days earlier at our advanced screening at the Arclight Hollywood? If you give a call right now and your callers 10 through 14, you are going to get a pair of passes to K-Rock's advanced screening of Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. There was a, uh, what is it called? Uh, what do they call it in the movie? Uh, oh, sh- Thank With, you, Bugs. Like wizards, I think, probably is what Maybe that's thinking. what he's going yeah, for. I'm probably not sure. wizards. Yeah. So alrighty, guys. So Sunday was the, the big the big show for The Walking Dead, where Andrew Lincoln said goodnight. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. See you later. Well, now he's talking a lot, saying what maybe he didn't really like about being on the show, what he oh. didn't really agree with. This is oh. this is showing up in oh, the no. New York Times. It seems uh, bad timing. It with seems the, weird. The it announcement seems, about movies and everything coming it, up. It seems weird. Yeah. But by the way, what Bean's talking about, uh, AMC is planning to expand the universe of The Walking Dead with a series of three films set to begin production next year. And Lincoln is leading the films. Right. He's going to tell the story of what happened to him post show. But here's here's what he said. He shares many of the fans' distress at the death of Glenn. He said that he was such an important part of the rhythm of my years. If anything, it's probably like being in a boy band. You only have each other as a reference point. And then they start taking them away from you. Okay. Wow. Look. Does he know he's not dead? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He's entitled to his mm-hmm. opinion, but I don't think that universe works unless the stakes are high enough that you believe that anyone can go, anyone can be killed in that zombie universe. Well, I think you bring up a good point, but what about the way that Glenn was killed? He doesn't agree that a baseball bat until his eye popped out was the way to go. <laughs> he said, quote, we've been able to terrify people in film for 100 years without showing an eyeball. It's sort of B-movie gore fest. Uh, okay, See, I of- disagree again because I think that's what that's was that was our introduction to Negan and mm-hmm. how evil he was, and that is a storyline that it's continued all the way up to and including this past Sunday's episode. They still are talking about that. Right. Plus, that's so how he brutal. died in the comic books. Well, 
Andrew Lincoln has some ideas, Chip, including <laughs> um, how he would have done it if he was a Is director. Is that right? He suggested, Fine. quote, it would be more disturbing just keeping the camera on Maggie's face. Maybe that's why I want to direct, because I want to make what I've been filming in my head. These movies sound like they're going to be a blast. Wow. With Andrew Lincoln. Ooh. Sit down. Good <laughs> Lord. By the way, on board for that is uh, Norman Reedus, who plays Daryl. He's going to be making about $350,000 per episode on top of an additional guarantee and advances in the deal. Sources say it could be worth anywhere from 50 to $90 million. And wow, then, good for him. Yeah. And then Melissa McBride, Carol, is going to be earning an estimated $20 million over three years. That's wow. per The Hollywood Reporter. It was good to see all of those old characters come back in the last, last episode. Yeah. It was really fun. Especially Herschel. It was well done. Since, no, since I hated you know, Herschel. We, but we, that was a actor, really moving scene, though. Yeah, because the actor just died yeah. a couple yeah. months ago. It's really I'm touching. Just so, I'm so glad we got a chance to see him again. Yeah. And with both legs. Right? I'm just talking about the show, you guys. Brings, brings <laughs> Herschel Walker to real life. <laughs> he had his no. legs back. It's not. No? Uh-uh. Nope. I didn't love it either. Mm. I'll take it back right now. Don't Thank even you. file it. Okay. No need to file that. <laughs> hey, when you think of the movie Titanic, very iconic roles, right? Kate Winslet, Leonardo DiCaprio. Sure. Do you know who was up for that role and really thought he nailed that audition? He, was, he said, the I Leo's wanted part? that. Yeah, Leo's mm-hmm. part. Okay. I auditioned with Kate Winslet, had a good audition, walked away from there pretty confident that I had it. Fly, bird, fly! No, but mm. he would really bring a whole new life to yes, us. Yes, he would. Yeah. Being in guests. Is um, it a major movie star? Is that what yeah. we're talking Yeah. Hmm. I mean, look, Hollywood history is filled with people who were almost, you know, filling the so place. It doesn't sound like a guest. Classic, iconic role. I don't have a guest, oh. but I, I'm George just Clooney. Gonna, um, I'm going to say Brad Pitt. Mm-mm. No. Okay. I like all these people, though. I was no. just thinking about actors in the same league as Leo and about the same age. DJ Qualls. Okay. Well, I don't think Leo was in a league until this movie. Yeah, I think this right. is kind of what propelled him. But let me just say, this guy um, was doing movies like The Wedding Planner, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, oh, Failure to Launch, Matthew McConaughey. Hmm. How different would that movie have been? She says, I never can't, seeing it. I can't even imagine that you've never no, seen I've that never either. seen Titanic why have you never seen Titanic it's just, I know how it ends like come right on. but it, yeah. it's not just about that it, and then she it's loses their a love, jewel man. and then he's like oh let me paint you paint me like your French girls I know enough <laughs> but I feel like you were about the right age a good recap and, and sex to want to see that movie at the time oh. that it was in theaters oh now only women like it not I only women but saying. women do enjoy that movie and it was for a, for, for a number of years the highest grossing box office mm-hmm. hit of all time hey, so Bean, it's what reasonable. do you want her to do right now <laughs> I'm Go just trying to figure out why she actively avoided Titanic mm, I was too busy watching Deadwood suck it <laughs> <laughs> that will make no sense to people listening that's to the podcast, right. but Three that's fine. That's mm-hmm. fine, everybody. He did say that there is one role that he wishes he would have taken when he had the offer. He turned down L.A. Confidential. Hmm. Huh. Hmm. hmm. True. Good story. <laughs> you guys, this is the weirdest thing I've read in quite some time. Experts at Nameberry have predicted... Celebrity baby names like Charlotte, Amelia, and Harper will top baby names by 2028. 
Wow, why so soon? <laughs> what are you doing? This is just, this is weird. Now, Charlotte makes sense because of the princess. Yes, Duchess Amelia of daughter. makes sense because of Amelia Clark from Game of Thrones. Oh, right? but this okay. 10 years from now. All right. And Harper. Where's Harper coming from? That is uh, Victoria and David Beckham's daughter. Oh, yes. Yes. Meanwhile, the top two boy names by 2028, according to Mm -hmm. Nameberry, Liam and Mateo. These are just silly guesses, right? I mean, we're not going to, 10 years from now, we're not going to go back and go, oh my God, they nailed it. I am going to bookmark this (laughs) and we will do this story because we will all be here. That's not going to happen. Doing this show in 2028. But Mateo, I mean, you're not going to have like a little blonde, blue-eyed Mateo. Come on. That sounds racist. Stop it. I'm just saying. Like, you're looking at your little blonde toehead and you're like, come here, Mateo. No, he's not cool enough to have that name. Call him Chad. Chad. All right. Wow. <laughs> don't don't email me if your name is Chad. <laughs> Very sorry about that. Hey, some birthdays for you guys. Sally Field, Ethan Hawke. By the way, Bean said to me, when you do the name Thandy Newton, mm-hmm. say the next name like this. So Thandy Newton, Sally Field. And he truly believed that would just be such a hit. Although Kevin is doubled over laughing right because now. It's, it's because I can't so believe that was a conversation dumb. for one yes. second. Would you like to take that back? Absolutely not. What? You don't get it, man. Oh, we Newton. get it. After you say Sally the name Field. Sandy Newton, say Sally Field. Bean doesn't Come laugh on. at funny stuff. It's, he just says that's funny. Come on but now. then when he does this, it's uh, hilarious. It brought me joy. No, sir. I stand by it forever. No, All sir. Right. And happy birthday to Lamar Odom and Emma Stone. And that's what's <laughs> happening. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K-Rock. So what would you say your issue is with being on time, J.D. Pardo? <laughs> That's not the way to start the interview, Kevin. Yeah, I was hesitant. I, 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 I thought about it, and I said, you know, last time I came, it was like for Revolution, and then we got canceled, so I, I'm, I'm you, afraid. You blame that on us? <laughs> I'm afraid. I blame it on K-Rock. <laughs> Look, the guy's here every five years. He may be a few okay. minutes late, but he comes in every five years. We got to thank him for that, All right? right? I'm good Give with me that. The, uh, Give Thank me the big you. theme music, would you please? We couldn't be more excited about Mayans MC with its season finale tonight, 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 10 p.m. on FX. J.D. Pardo is in our studio. He is one of the stars of that great ensemble show. He plays Easy Reyes. How are you, J.D.? Oh, man, I'm great. How are you, Bean? you got to just be living the dream right now, being on a show that is so fantastic, something you could really, really be proud of. Absolutely, it, and it's really rare because, um, you know, you never know what TV shows these days. It, it is a business, so it's it's driven by the ratings and viewers, and uh, if you don't got it, man, you, you're you're out. So we're very blessed, and uh, and it's just exciting to, to do something that you're proud of and that your friends actually watch. Yeah. Tell me if this is true that you uh, went in and tried out for one other part, and then Kurt Sutter said, come back some other time, and you're no. like, no, I'll I'll do it now. Right. So what happened was um, I had auditioned for it and, and they kind of liked me. We're on the fence and, you know, whatever that was. And then I had to, Kurt was coming in for a session and uh, he was going to be there for a day and he was just bringing in all the actors that they liked. And they wrote like six different uh, uh, roles, like dummy roles, like just dummy sides. Right. Know, I didn't want to give anything away, but just have everyone come in and just make. Kevin, you could play just... a dummy role, right? <laughs> I should have auditioned. Be perfect. You just need a tan, and we got you. Um, a lot of tan. A lot of tan. <laughs> Pretty white. But uh, I, I did that, and um, I, I studied all six different characters, memorized all those sides. 
So uh, you don't even know what character you're going in for. You don't even know what the show's about at that point. No, I knew what the show was you about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all knew that it was the follow-up to Sons of Anarchy. Everyone wanted to be a part of it. Sure. Uh, but everything was pretty tight as far as story. Um, and it was just really, uh, I don't know, they just... You know, you just went in there, you read the sides and, and read for Kurt, and if he liked you, he liked you. We had Kurt in, I think it was week two, so we had seen the first episode. And I said, I know J.D. Pardo from other things. What happened to him? How did he bulk up like that? He's like, Allie, he was in prison. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, great point. But you really went for it, right? I did. I packed on a good 30 30 pounds. Wow. I assume that's not as as fun as it sounds. It's not. You're eating so much protein. You're downing so much protein. You're farting all day day long. It's just ridiculous. It's not sexy. It's not sexy. No, No, it looks sexy. I'm sorry. It looks sexy, but I'm just going to be honest about it. Well, it was 30 pounds of of muscle. Yeah, Yeah. 30 pounds in 10 months. I'm like, sucker, I could do that in a week. (laughs) (laughs) Katie, were you you a guy who uh, didn't work out or didn't work out much before you had to put uh, put on this extra muscle for the role yeah i really didn't uh i'm you know i'm i'm not a big um yeah i'm not a gym rat or at least i yeah. wasn't um but uh but for this you know it's really important for the character and so uh do you like it now have you could be like kinda, has it become a part of a thing no, now that you feel bad if you don't do it you know i've i've dr- yeah kind of it's weird it's like my body is like telling me no and my mind is telling me Yes, that's always I mean, the case. R. Kelly yeah. song. <laughs> so I've been, I've been, uh, you know, as soon as they wrapped, I just kind of like shed fifteen pounds, like like that, because I was like, I'm, I'm done, man. I'm just, I want to relax. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Wow. One of the things that uh, man, we had a lot of ground to cover with uh, JD Pardo in studio again. We're talking about Mayans MC tonight on FX season finale. One of the things that was such a pleasant surprise for us, and I imagine for you guys as well, is how huge the ratings were out of the gate. I mean, there was so much anticipation for this show. And you guys, I don't remember what the number was. Allie, do you? But wasn't it like 9, 10 million was, or something for I that first episode? They said the best FX premiere since, like, in a decade. It was insane, the numbers. And then the numbers for people DVRing those views just launched it even farther. So you guys were picked up for a second season, like, I think within a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was after the fourth episode, which was, uh, again, it's just a blessing. We're, we're just so excited that it, it has that response. Um, it's a huge responsibility. I mean, Sons of Anarchy fans are very loyal. I can imagine people just, you know, a little hesitant about Mayans and, you know, what's it going to be? Well, you love Sons, and then you go, mm-hmm. but I don't want to see a watered-down Sons. Absolutely. And it wasn't at all, which right. is amazing. Right. That reminds me, I wanted to ask, speaking of watered down, how are you guys able to use the F word so much on your show on basic cable? Can we not use it here? No, we can't. Oh, <laughs> you can try, but I'll have to dump it. I don't know that there's another show on a channel like yours where you're able to use it so liberally. I mean, it certainly seems realistic for the characters that you're portraying. It's it's not gratuitous or anything like that, but are you are you a little bit surprised by it? I, you know, I kind of am, because I, I, th- I thought that I, I don't know. I thought you could use the you know those words on like HBO or maybe something you can. like that. You can. Yeah, I think there's like pay channels that you can get away with it, mm-hmm. but not. Right. Yeah. And, I'm not you don't usually so, see them on basic cable, though. You know, and I'm just, yeah, I'm not used to it. You know, all the shows that I've done are are you know you got to say like ah, freak. 
<laughs> you know, it's, it's always like... It doesn't you know, feel natural. It doesn't. Feel no. like when you read those scripts and you're going on the day, you're like, how am I going to sound so believable doing this? And you just you shake your head and you just close your eyes and you do it. But Oh, shoot. Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't work. All right, quick break. Our friend J.D. Pardo in studio with us, making his uh, once in every five years appearance. But we're delighted to have him talking Mayans MC. More with him when we return right after this on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. J.D. Pardo is with us in the studio. I like to think of this as a rematch, by the way, compared to his last visit. I like to think we're holding our own so far, Kevin. How about that? <laughs> so far, so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, JD one, Kevin and Bean zero. <laughs> Mayans MC is the show tonight at ten on FX. By the way, this is one of those shows where yeah, it's already the season finale, but it's all available on demand, and there's no excuse for you to, to not go back and pick it up from the beginning because it is one of the best shows on television right now. Ali, I enjoyed your tweet a couple of days ago about how much you've been enjoying Mayans MC. Yeah, I wrote sometimes I'm legit bummed that I'm not Mexican and in Mayans, and then I wrote the most weta thing I've ever said, and then I just got invited to all. All the carne asadas. Yes. <laughs> Every single one was like, dude, you're you're pretty legit. Your Allie, evil plan a, worked. For a white chick. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, let, we we got to ask JD some questions about what's going on on the show leading up to tonight, Kevin. But we have to do it in a, I guess, in a spoiler-free way. I mean, I haven't seen. Ali, who's already seen it. I haven't seen tonight's episode. So, I mean, let's just talk about from in generic terms. I'm really impressed by the fact that there's only been nine episodes and you've chewed through so much storyline mm-hmm. where it's like you didn't just introduce people and sort of beat around the bush for a while. I mean, you got right into the story and things are changing so fast. I'm like, what's going to be left for season two? Yeah. and It's I have, crazy. Uh, yeah. And I have no idea. I mean, it's Kurt Sutter's mind, so... He does good work. (laughs) (laughs) He really does. Well, you can say that at the end of the last episode, you got your orders from... Mm -hmm. It's Potter, right? Right. Awful Potter. He's he's a great actor because I hate him so very much. (laughs) Oh, so you have your orders and you have to kill your cousin, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like it's, it's, you know, my my freedom or, you know, my brother's life or... Mm -hmm. Or my cousin's life. I mean, it's a tough spot to be in. I will say this about the last episode. That whole scene in the casino where everyone's kind of figuring out that you're joining, you're going to be the Galindo, everyone's joining together, and you're looking at your brother, Angel, and you're trying to figure out if they know anything. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Biggest butthole clench of the season. <laughs> oh, wow. That's good. <laughs> it's real good. Almost threw up. That's but nice. <laughs> I'm just saying, until tonight, because I did see tonight's episode, you're going to lose it, Kevin, of all people. I love this show so much. Why only 10 episodes? I don't know. That's a Kurt Kurt and John Lang. Get them on on the phone. No, don't get them on the phone. (laughs) Um, I have have no idea, but, but, I mean, I like 10. It, It... you know, I mean, yeah, but it's I, good. I love the show. Hey, leave so them wanting more. Okay, it's true, and they're longer than an hour. Sure, but they always Sometimes have been. They're like Sons an hour twenty-three. Time. Yeah, they just go however long Kurt wants. He's sort of a it's so weird. He's a weird. <laughs> he's a strange dude. Isn't he? I'm gonna write it an hour twenty-two tonight. Let's do yeah. that. Yeah, JD, well, tell me about uh, you got uh, you took quite a uh, beating in last uh, last week's episode. Tell me about those uh, scenes. What's that like when you're getting kicked around in the dirt and blood all over you and everything like that? Is that when you feel like Hey, I'm acting. This is fun. <laughs> or is it just so much work that those scenes are a pain in the ass to do? No, it's fun. It's fun. I mean, it's um it's you know, maybe sometimes it, it gets a little um 
it's a pain because it's like 115 degrees out there in mm-hmm. Santa Clarita or Lancaster, so it's, it's kind of hot. Sure. Um, and you're but, covered in dirt. And I'm covered in dirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the cut, leather sure. cut. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. uh, they'll put on a gator on my body. Um, What's that? Like when I was beat up by the cops. It's, it's like... Um, it's like what motorcycle riders ride. It's like a shield, kind of uh, has like a shield plate for your Just chest. Just to protect you oh, from beating you in yeah, the Yeah, so they put that under, and then they'll put like elbow pads under, and then um, we just say, let it rip. And they just wow, that seems like a well, bad <laughs> time for you. And then I gotta go like, oh, ah, uh, uh. that answers my next question: of Wouldn't you be more comfortable doing these scenes shirtless? But you can't, right? I can't, I we can't. only saw one. I'm just yeah. saying, when you had to clean up the blood, it's the only time. I'm not saying I was promised more by Kurt, but I was promised more. You know, we had we had a, a, a sex scene in oh. in one of the episodes. Uh, I think it was episode five. Episode five, I what believe. What happened in episode five? It was uh, easy. Got together with one of the oh, with prostitutes. The oh, sure, yeah, yeah. sure. And but um, it wasn't enough. Uh, no, but yeah. you know what? So, yeah. so they had three different camera angles. Okay. In the room. All right. Huh. So, and I was naked. I was completely naked. Well, so Whoa. what they ended That's up showing was yeah. uh, just uh, yeah. wow. Way to no, go, Kurt. Kevin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man. It's nice to know I got options in life. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you can just quite choose in this review, whoever you want. Um, What about the, uh, what about how much work is involved in you and the other uh, actors in the club uh, to get all those tattoos on all the time, every time before you you film? You know, a lot of them have uh, just a lot of tattoos in life. Mm -hmm. So uh, some of them have to get get some covered and then added on. And um, I just get some added on. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pain. I mean, it's like 45 minutes to an hour before your, you know, for your call time. So they, they want to make sure that you have ample time to sure. get all that stuff done. And then they plus sure I just show real, though. Oh, they do. They're great. Our, our, everybody just on the crew, big shout out to the crew because makeup and hair, everybody's just phenomenal. How many members of the cast have been in prison? Uh, let me see. I think four, maybe four, possibly four. Eddie ever James pull you aside? For and sure, yeah. right? Edward James almost is a is a miracle. That guy. Edward James almost is just amazing. Yeah, that guy's. Uh, Tell me about working with him because it's a you can't understand a word he says anymore because he, he mumbles. He but, mumbles a bit. B, I love him so much. He is amazing. He is so filled with confidence. Yeah, you know, like I show up to set one day and, and um, he's doing a scene. And I show up, I'm like, "Hey, Eddie, uh, how'd your scene go?" And he's just like, "Oh, gee, is phenomenal." It was, <laughs> The romance, the conflict, the hate, the love. It was, was Academy Award winning. And I said, uh, you just had one line. He's like, oh, I know, but it was all there. Is he the type of him. person who you can hang out with and just chat? Because if, I feel like he's one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's so great to just, uh, you know, just shoot stories around. And, and uh, he's I mean, he's been around the block, you he know, has. several times. Yeah. And he's... Uh, Everything yeah. he does is great. Everything he does is great. He's a legend, and yeah. uh, it, for me, it's it's such an honor working with somebody like that because I feel like that's just how you get better. That's how you hone your craft, and uh, by learning from the greats, he's a great. Especially as a Latino actor, you got to look at a guy like Edward James almost, and you got—I mean, he, what a trailblazer he was! And when's Danny Trejo going to make an appearance? Doesn't he have to f- <laughs> ride by on a bike from some some neighborhood club or something? Yeah, I think it's just—he's uh, supposed to, right? I mean, we were all expecting that to happen. <laughs> I, he just and delivers and Chong come by. <laughs> Shows um, up all right, I have one more question before we get to sixty seconds with JD Pardo. Again, we're talking about Mayans MC, which is going to be tonight's series uh, season, excuse me, season finale at ten p.m. FX, and that is our. Any of the 
snakes, rats, rabbits, any of those real or are they all CGI? They are real and then there is also CGI. So we, you know, you see them um, like... confusing answer, sir. It, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like a politician's answer right there? Sort of. Yeah. 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 Aha. You could be a politician. Thank you. You can say a whole lot without saying anything. <laughs> well done. You know, we do use, we use the real animal and, um, you know, for the camera in like a certain distance or whatever. And then uh, if it works for the shot and then they have to have CGI to get like a special shot or something. Yeah. I just, it's so weird to think there's a, there's a guy whose job it is is to be a snake handler on Mayan's MC. Yeah. It is so awesome. It is awesome. You can feel that like vibration, you know, kind of like Kevin's heat for me. You can right? feel it. Wow. Just kind of like, right? That took a Pulsing. turn that I'm into, strangely. Yeah. You are picking it up. All right. The show is tonight. It's one of the best. Uh, congratulations on a wonderful season. We can't wait to see how it ends and we can't wait for the next season to come back. Before you go, J.D. Pardo, Kevin's going to fire questions at you. 60 seconds worth. You just Ooh. answer the first thing that comes to your mind. You ready? Yes, sir. 60 Let's seconds with J.D. Pardo. <laughs> Mustaches, yay or nay? Yay. The last time you were here, why were you so late? Uh, I didn't want to be here. What? <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. What's your go-to song for karaoke? Uh, uh Grease. Is that the... Uh, You're gre- the one that I want? Yeah. All right. Well, so, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good one. What were you like in high school? Oh, man. I was, I was pretty nerdy. What is the worst job that you've ever had? Uh, macaroni Grill. Macaroni Grill? Yeah. Waiting tables there. Dog uh, kisses on the mouth. Yes or no? Yes. What's something people would be surprised to find out about you? Uh, I can't really breathe through my nose. I probably smell like... um, I could breathe, but I just can't smell well. Huh. No sense of smell. Wasn't expecting that either. Uh, Do you have any secret talents? Secret talents? Um, uh, 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 Secret talents... Can't breathe Ad-libbing. through your nose. I can't breathe through my nose. Uh, That's not a talent. <laughs> it is. It's very specialized. <laughs> oh, my God. I felt like I was under the gun there. Like well, I, I mean, really... it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's, we would have taken any answer. We're good. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I feel like... <laughs> it's not legally binding, <laughs> J.D., whatever you said. You know that, right? He's only the second person to ever say dog kisses on the mouth, yes, which I always get so happy about. Some people... It's, yeah. That is one that's weird because you're either a hard no or a hard yes. There's no one in between. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand it, but... But, you know, I mean, what are you going to do? Right? Tell a dog, don't lick my mouth. <laughs> I mean, well, I, mean I think that's what some people do. Damn yes. boy. Don't lick my mouth. <laughs> JD, thank you for coming by. We'll see you in five years. I'll see you in five. <laughs> thank you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I'm saying no one's asking for it and you're lying. Everyone. I'm not I'm not lying. Look, there's been some confusion. You're seeing the there's Kevin no and Bean confusion. Show here on K-Rock. There's been some confusion and I am as guilty as the next guy. We're talking about the uh, Absolute Almost Acoustic Christmas, K-Rock's big show, 8th and 9th Forum. Tickets going on sale Friday at noon. Now, I said Friday at noon without mm-hmm. even thinking about it. It's yeah. Friday at noon. You're I'm right. Not sure, I'm not sure I'm right. Let's go to the tape, could we? And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. Tickets on sale uh, Friday at 10 at noon. Thank Friday at 10 at noon? Why would I say that? <laughs> Nope. <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. So it, it might be my fault. I misunderstood. That yes. It's Friday ten at noon. No, no it's just it's Friday at noon. Really? Because I heard noon a guy. on Friday. Noon. Allie, did I miss? Friday. Did I miss hear it or was it? No, Friday it's suddenly uh, ten at noon. No, no, fr- but it's this week. Uh huh. For acoust for the absolute almost acoustic Christmas. Right. Friday at noon. That's it. I'm sorry. Go to the tape again. Let's double check. And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. Tickets sale uh, Friday, 10 at noon. Friday, 10 at noon? Why would I say that? 
That was a moment with okay. Kevin. So it's all clear now. Never been Thank more disgusted God. at myself. Allie really is were. here with our <laughs> final look at uh, what's happening here on a Tuesday morning. Good morning. Hey, I want to give you guys something, but you have to earn it, and here's why. If you get the question right, you're all going to get a Blu-ray copy of Incredibles 2. Awesome. Okay. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. But all of you that get it right, you're going to go into a drawing and you're going to qualify for an Incredibles 2 custom Xbox One X console. I thought it would sound... Okay, something. Like I thought kids would cheer after that. So (laughs) here's the thing. Let's take the first five callers that can tell me this. The Incredibles. Obviously, they all have superpowers. Elastic Girl, Elasticity, easy. Dash, Super Speed, mm-hmm. obviously. Right. What was Violet's superpower? So we'll take the first five callers that can name Violet's superpower. And of course. And then you will all stay on hold, and then I will draw one of your names, and you're going to get an Incredibles 2 custom Xbox One X console. Yeah. Right? Right. That's a good price. That's, uh, that's worth a phone call right there. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So Prince's estate started rolling out classic and rare music videos from the late singer, and they're going to do it for the next two months. I saw a bunch of that on Instagram, and I was surprised that it sort of flooded ever- all at once. Yeah. Uh, they just started it yesterday. Uh, they launched the series with the official YouTube upload of several Gold Experience and Chaos and Disorder era videos. And Rolling Stone says that they're going to plan to give fans official uploads through December on a weekly basis. So, Have these videos not been on YouTube or something? No, it's all new stuff. And it's uh, recordings released between 1995 and 2010. Hmm. So this is real wow. exciting. So if you're looking for some prints that you haven't seen, you're going to see these rare music videos. And you're going to see them once a week for the next two months. All right. I'm down with that. Down with that, too. Bong, bong. Know what else I'm down with? Deadwood. Now, if you missed it earlier... um, We were very clear on the details. Wow. I was very clear on the details, but you were fighting me on it. A man that has never seen Deadwood. Deadwood was on on the air until this past January. Nope. And then it it went away, and now it's coming back as a movie. Deadwood only ran three seasons from 2004 to 2006. So when I said that the Deadwood movie had begun production... 12 years after the end of that amazing show. Right. He's like, no, you're telling me 12 years? And I said, yeah, it was on 12 years ago. It has, it's had, it's been maybe three, four years. At least summarizing about 15 minutes of argument. It was insanity to me that a man that A, never watched Deadwood, which shame on you, sir, was fighting me about dates that I'm telling him are correct. I wasn't arguing. I was regulating is what I was doing. You were straight up arguing. <laughs> you were just arguing. <laughs> it was, it and was you were lot. just dead wrong. I was, try- I was trying to set Ali straight on when this show aired. She right. claims it went off the air in 2006. Right. What I'm telling yeah, cause you it, is... Because it did. Yeah, but, because, yeah. You're, because you're part of the big IMDb conspiracy to put mm-hmm. that fake news out there. Okay. That show, that show was on until at least 2014. All right. Well, no, it wasn't. Um, and you know how I remember it because I miss it because I loved it so much Mr. I never watched it but I'll tell Uh, you when it ended. Well if you say it often enough I guess people eventually will believe you but all right. Anyway. You sit on a throne of lies. (laughs) 
That's true. <laughs> so most of the original cast is returning for the film, which takes place 10 years after the events of the series. So looking forward to that. By the way, Deadwood nominated for 28 Emmys during its run, winning eight of them. It was so damn good. And they're from Canada. No, it actually <laughs> took place in uh, South Dakota. <laughs> Ian McShane, I don't know if he's ever been better, and he's excellent in everything he does. Whew. I can't wait. I love that show. Early 90s, right? He's got a wooden hand, if I remember correctly. I hate both of you so very much. He is the founder Mm -mm. of ISIS. He's the founder of ISIS. Maybe you guys. That's what I'm saying. So I did this um, story. He's a man who invented Koya. He's a real jerk. (laughs) Oh, too bad. Yeah, that's what ruined it, Bean. (laughs) I'd like to punch him in the face. (laughs) I I agree with that guy. I agree with that dude. (laughs) You too. Honestly. I don't know. So I did this story earlier and a lot of people got really upset because a new study has found that iPhone owners are generally happier, wealthier, and more popular than Android users. You're welcome. They did. <laughs> that <sounds> shaky. <laughs> they did a study including 1,000 iPhone owners, 1,000 Android owners, and they found that the iPhone owners, they, they have an average salary about $53,000 a year. Android users make about 37000 But here's where it just gets a little weird. iPhone users spend double what Android users do on clothing, makeup, and beauty supplies, and they tend to go on more vacations. They also found that iPhone users have more close friends and take more selfies. Well, it's because they're on vacation, they're (laughs) spending more on makeup, and they've got better beauty supplies. All I'm saying is, sorry, Android people. You're obviously... Don't call me on the phone. Right. Okay. All right. Great point right there. Woo. And you guys, we're all... get to rock the vote this Tuesday. Uh, get today. there early. Today. today. Uh-huh. And we got to, you know, do something. Yeah. Black president. Okay. Nope. What? You, no, that's... For me and all of us. I don't think that's... Uh, black today. president. Yeah, no. That's, 18 to vote. Mm, yeah, Take that some is action. Okay. I hope you all get out there. Okay. Yeah. Shake some action and right. rock the vote. Right. Just think when I'm on next mm-hmm. week, we'll have a new president. No, that's elected. not... I okay. hope Black, we really need something to shake okay. some action. Get the we black do. president. Right. Get out and vote. Stop Tuesday. saying that. Okay. Start early and to go right. on to around 8 or 9 o'clock. Okay. And yeah. say goodnight. You. And next week, mm-hmm. we'll have a new Stop. black president. Well, we won't. This is, this is just the midterms. But, um, <laughs> wow, he said that a lot. Sure did. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> That was said a lot of times. Uh, that was said a lot. Uh, Allie, you want to talk to your winner? Um, I don't, but <laughs> I will tell you this. It's between Joe, Aaron, Frank, Adam, and Craig. They all had the correct answer. Let's go to line two to Aaron. Oh, hello. Hey, Aaron, you answered it correctly. What is Violet's superpower? It's uh, invisibility and uh, force field. Listen, all I have is force field, so I'm going to give you an extra <laughs> point enough. for that one. <laughs> hey, can I interest you in an Incredibles 2 custom Xbox One Xbox One X console? Yes, you can. How about a black president? <laughs> 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 awesome, Aaron. Hold on. I'm sure we have all your info, but we'll take it again. Congratulations on that. Okay, thank you very much. Okay, bye. bye. So that's exciting, yes, right? Yes, sure. Huh? Yes. Some birthdays for you. Sally Field, Ethan Hawke, Tandy Newton. Sorry for four hours calling you Sandy. 
That's that. That was on me. I mean, that's how it's spelled. Um, it is. It is. So you're saying you're you're saying you're sorry. Lamar Odom. Can you put that in the file for tomorrow? I love it. All right. And I'm a stone. That's what's happening. Thanks, Ella. And your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour on K-Rock, a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow morning, would you like to take that back? Oh, Featuring dear. the clip we just heard. How dare you, sir? Plus, the host of Amazing Race and now on Nat Geo's Explorer, Phil Kogan, joins us in studio. And we've got. I never feel worse about myself than when Phil Kogan is here. Because he's... Bicycling yeah, around yeah. the world and things like that. Yeah, it's a spare time. Super annoying. incredible. And we've got your tickets to the K Rock Advanced Screening of Fantastic Beasts: The Crimes of Grindelwald tomorrow morning. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.